Greetings and welcome to MTG Profits, a weekly podcast where we talk about uh, all things magic with a particular attention paid to the financial aspects of Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Devin, as always, joined by my co-host, Andy. Hey, everybody. And uh, just uh, before we get started here, I want to point you to the website, mtgprofits.com. Lots of juicy content there. Also, you can check us out on YouTube at uh, MTG Profits as well, if YouTube is your jam. And uh, also, we're, we're, we're shooting for a, um, a push towards uh, feedback and comments. So uh, you can feedback uh, or give us comments in really any of our locations. We will find it. And uh, But even particularly, if you had anything specific that you wanted us to go over, go ahead and uh, shoot us an email at mtgprofits at gmail.com. And that's all one word, mtgprofits at gmail.com. Just, just drop us a line. Drop us a line about uh, anything, really. Things you like, things you don't like, um, anything that's on your mind. Send us uh, an email, and who knows? Maybe we'll uh, do something special for you. Exactly, exactly. And uh, it's been a little bit of a slow news week, I think, this week. Um, not a whole heck of a lot of exciting stuff going on. Nah, not too much in the old magic world. Last week was a big week. Lots of kind of things going on. This, this time, not not as much. I guess it's just the slowdown from the, the release of the uh, Modern Horizons and the that's sort of settling in, and you had uh, you had some experience with that over I the weekend. Did, I did, I did. I went and I, I did a Modern Horizons pre-release, and this was just a draft format. And fortunately, the the store had a I guess it was a reasonable deal. It was twenty five dollars uh, for a draft, and the the prize support was one pack per win, so that was good. Um, there was three rounds for the draft. Um, that was about it. Uh, you know, the draft was was pretty standard. Everything went as as usual in the draft. Um, you know, this as far as decks, the, the one overall thing that that caught me was there was nothing really flashy or or big that happened during any of the matches. There was not you know some big creature or some big combo or, or some particular. Nothing special uh, happened. Theme or something special that happened. It was all just little creatures or different little synergies, but you know nothing really, really overall cool. Like I know there there were some slivers fro- floating around, but you know there wasn't. I didn't see any sliver decks. Um, it was like the two-two flyer for the win. Slowly, yeah, yeah like little you know <laughs> two-two unblockable ninjas. Or I did have one guy who was. He went all in on the the snow covered uh, creatures and lands, and and he actually had some really good synergies between that. Uh, but everyone else, you know, it was just a lot of bears, uh, just a lot of more creature, small creature overload uh, for the win than really anything, um, you know, huge and amazing. So it was, it felt very kind of grindy kind of games, just depending on really who had the the most creatures and who could slow the other person down the, the fastest. Uh, that's kind of a bummer. You you kind of hope for something awesome, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I didn't draft anything really that awesome, you know. Just some um, my my three rares in the deck were the uh, the Giver of Runes. Uh, Ooh, that's a good one. I love that one. The Giver of Runes. I, love that one. I yeah. you know honestly, I think I got her out once and was able to uh, actually use her ability once. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just to not 
just did not really come oh. into play. It just oh, did not just did not happen to me. Man, I, uh, I had uh, Eldem- Eldemir's Call, Eldemir's, Eldemir's Call, uh, which is pretty good. Search for uh, your library for a creature card. Reveal that card, put it into your hand. So I went green-white. That was my deck. Um, I got the Unsettled Mariner. No use for him. Yeah. Uh, I had the, the Hall of Heliod's Generosity. I, I thought I could do something really tricky with this, and it, it kind of works, but not really. Um, put target enchantment card from your graveyard on top of your deck. I had a lot of enchantments. I had a lot of the uh, one white enchantment that turns creatures into a cow into cowards. Basically, uh, it's kind of like a pacifism-ish kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so my my thought was I would keep um, just returning it from my graveyard and playing it again and again as I as needed. Oh. But uh, it didn't didn't really turn out like that. It happened maybe once or twice, and and that was it. Uh, uh, it took too long because that basically became your card draw. Is that sort of the problem? Yeah, because it, it would yeah. put that card on top, and, and honestly, right. the the occasion just didn't really come up Call that for first. it. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, but, I think that could only be really. I think that could be really good in like one of those um, uh, creature enchantment decks. You know what I yeah, mean? Like absolutely. where the where the deck is all about creatures that are enchantments or whatever, a la um, Born of the Gods or whatever that that set was. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. The whole uh, Theros. Theros. Yeah, that'd be a cool way to get a pretty beefy creature back or some such. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But sure. um, that one might be worth uh, Insta Cell. <laughs> Did you look? I think I'm you know, like I said, bucks. none of these were of, of huge value. I think the biggest one that I had of value was in the pack that uh, I won. I won one game. The first game I got crushed. I just got overloaded by creatures and uh, blue, uh, not not really, some blue counters and some blue just, just slowing me down. Uh, some okay. summons and things just kind of took some of my big critters out of play. Uh, the second game I played was uh, the snow-covered guy who just, uh, like I told you before, he, he gave me a big uh, wipe the board with the destroy all non-snow-covered Oh, yeah. Lost that <laughs> big on that. And then the third game, I, I just kind of, I had, I had modified my deck a little bit more by that point. It was, I think, a little bit better tuned. And I just had a lot of small things and some evasion that, that just kept me coming in for the win. So, but sometimes it's all you need. Yeah, a little evasion, a little flyer here, a little flyer there. You know, that's what it was. Yeah, it was just a kind of kind of grind, slow kind of pick until it 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 happened. Yeah, Uh, but I did in my my deck. I did get the I know the card that you were most excited about the uh, the unbound flourishing. Oh, I love that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Even that I think goes for about ten or twelve, so nothing, nothing extreme there compared to Scott, who opened his Urza. <laughs> really, Scott has the luck, man. That guy. Not just one Urza, two Urza. Oh my God! He did two different drafts. Yeah. Each draft, he got an Urza. Oh my goodness! What's the Urza going for? Forty-five. Yeah. yeah wow, man! I would drop that like a hot potato. Oh, absolutely. My word. My <laughs> I that's just unbelievable. He has the best luck. He pulls the best stuff on I his know. He, he does it, yeah. He's just 
so lucky with that. Super lucky. Yeah. I could see maybe in one, but not twice. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's like, uh, I'll be lucky if I open nine packs to get a single Mythic. And then the Mythic I get is like the 50-cent one. Absolutely. That's my standard Mythic. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's like, oh, gosh, terrible. (laughs) Oh, good enough. Yeah, so that was my experience with the draft. I did get the little pre-release... card as well but uh you know nothing astral slide i think it is astral yeah yeah something like that yeah um so so that was the the pre-release of the the main releases this coming weekend uh i think what boxes are are what they're trending around i see some as low as 200 okay i see some here on ebay around 186 that's pretty good is that the sports and more? <laughs> uh, that is, I'll tell you, it is. Nope, it is Cataclysm Collectibles. Oh, okay. Huh. Um, they are selling it for one eighty five ninety nine. Um, it's not a bad, it's not a bad deal, honestly. Now, now, would you suggest buying at this point? Or I know we we we, we kind of think that well, maybe it's better oh, to wait a little bit here. You know, it's a really tough thing. You know, we haven't really experienced this situation before. We haven't had a a quote-unquote specialty box that has a higher MSRP that is also a print-to-demand product. Yeah. So it's really challenging to know if the what's going to happen. It, it's hard to know if they're gonna they're gonna probably release it in waves, and but it's hard to know if they're gonna do like battle bond style waves or if they're gonna do like regular standard style waves. You know, because for example, when battle bond first came out, there was a huge you know a huge wave of it. Boom! It dropped yeah. like like a rock, and mm-hmm. then uh, it dried up, and then they released wave two. And then when Wave 2 came out, it was much smaller, like one-third the size of the original Wave. And then yeah. I think they had, like, a final Wave where stores could get, like, one box, you know, okay. one additional box. Not case, but one additional box. And yeah. uh, so it, was, it, it dried up pretty fast, you know. And um, I don't know if they're going to do something similar with the Modern Horizons or if they are just going to pump, pump, pump and continuously pump those those sets out. Yeah. Um, I actually have the suspicion that they're probably going to pump them out quite a bit. Um, so I, I think as long as they're selling, they're going to keep releasing them in relatively sure. robust waves is my, my thought. That's okay. what I imagine. So I am uh, not personally going to buy boxes of this product. And I am a typically a box buyer. I, I was going to say, yeah, usually yeah. grab at least one. Yeah, and, and part of the reason for that is that I can never quite know exactly what's going to go up, so I take the, the mutual fund approach where it's just, I'll just have some of everything, you know, and you yeah, know, and, and and thereby, you know, basically if the set does well, I do well kind of a situation. And, um, and you know, and, and over time, even when the sets aren't good, the boxes still slowly creep up as they yeah. become unavailable. You know, there's always that there's always that gambler's premium. You know, opening that opening that sealed booster pack and getting something good. You know, it, it's like there's always you know there's always a little something to that. So I, I'm personally going to hold off on this one just because it's too much of an unknown and it's not a limited print set. So this is a no go for me. So at least at least at this point. 
Although I could see where if you wanted to. I, I like the set. I like how they're bringing in a lot of mechanics. Mm-hmm. It really feels very time spiralish to me, and I, I yeah, really enjoyed absolutely. the time spiral with all those like varying. It was like a, a, a frenzy of mechanics during that time. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. It was, sure. So I, I like that. Um, I like some of the cards in the set. I think the land cycle is, is good. So, although I, I think the lands will drop a little bit in price, whether I think a lot of them are hovering in the twenties now. I, I think that'll dip a little bit, but it, it's hard to know for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be buy. I wouldn't be a buyer of these lands at this at this price, but um, but I I, I don't know. I, I don't really know quite what to do. So I'm just going to hold off, honestly. So. Yeah, I think that, I think that's good. I think it's it's probably at least going to stay the same price here uh, for the for the near future, and then maybe drop a little bit as the the waves start hitting. Yeah, it's one of those situations where you're like, well, should I buy one of these boxes, or should I buy two boxes of War of the Spark and have forty bucks left over? Yeah, exactly. I, the higher price tag does turn me off a little bit. Exactly, exactly. And and I don't like the direction that that Magic is going in that regard. I I don't like the I don't like how it seems like they're turning all the physical cards into more of a premium experience or a premium product. And I, I I don't know. That yeah. that uh, that I find distasteful. <laughs> uh, agreed. Agreed. I don't like that at all. I guess speaking of uh, product, we're already on to the next product here. Cortex 2020. It's Crazy. coming. Get the, get the hype train. Get on the train. I know. We're, we barely... Modern Horizons isn't even released yet fully, and uh, we're already kind of uh, previewing some of the course at 2020. <laughs> exactly. It's like, all aboard the hype train. Absolutely. Let's get in on that. Because I think that's going to be released, uh, was it mid, mid-July, I believe? Oh, my goodness. The speed with which the sets come out is... is is ferocious. It's really crazy. Yeah, July twelfth is when it's supposed to be released. So, yeah, we gotta gotta prepare for that. My goodness! Uh, wow. And as a result, uh, there was previewed. Gosh, I think it was was it just even today? Maybe it was either today or yesterday. Um, three new Chandras have been uh, previewed. So we and presumably at, at different stages of her in her life, we have. Chandra the novice pyromancer, Chandra the accolade of flame, and I guess the final older version of her, Chandra awakened inferno. Oh, funny! Uh, it's like baby Chandra, regular Chandra, grandma Chandra. Exactly, <laughs> grandma Chandra is definitely the one who is uh, forecasting the highest price-wise. I think part of that is something unique on a planeswalker, as it says, the spell can can't be countered. So we haven't seen any planeswalkers with that, to my uh, knowledge. Um, her abilities plus two. Each opponent gets an emblem with, at the beginning of the upkeep, this emblem deals one damage to you. Her minus three deals three damage to each non-elemental creature, and minus X deals X damage to her creature or planeswalker. If it would, would die, it's exiled. How much is she to bring out? The six to bring out. Okay, that sounds right, because that emblem, that, that plus ability is, is harsh right off the bat. Because you yeah. can start loading people down with multiple emblems. Absolutely, yep, so, right away. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, harsh. So I guess six is about right for yeah, uh, the... Grand Mam. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. The uh, forecasted price right now is fifty dollars. So oh my! You know what? I don't know if that'll happen. It seems I, I too high for a, for a six cost. Yeah, very. Quite I mean, bit. it would have to be extraordinarily effective, you know, to reach that level. You know, and the last time I can remember something being that powerful, you know, like that it changes the outcome of games was the, those Titans, the Titan cycle. Yeah, I love the Titans. They were great, and they were they would end games by themselves. You know, I oh don't yeah, absolutely. Grand ma, uh, Grand ma'am, uh, Chandra is, is quite that powerful. Nana Chandra. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know that she's like game altering the the turn she drops. You know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think she's that powerful. So I would I would not um, I would not uh, expect that to hold a fifty dollar price tag. So. No. Not many things can honestly. Yeah, that's really tough. Do you think, I know we were talking a little earlier, you know, do you think this is it's on purpose here that they're picking Chandra for this kind of figurehead, I guess? You know, maybe. I know they had that, that, that comic was coming out that had Chandra as the, as the lead, and um, I believe the uh, rumor is that Chandra's going to be the lead in the, um, the Netflix uh, series that they're going to come out with, and okay. uh, so I guess they're, they're starting to push uh, Chandra as uh, the new person to pay attention to so that that seems to be the case and you know but but it may be a little too early to tell who knows yes i agree it does kind of fit to some of that though i mean um you know kind of the the me me too movement and and kind of more women-centric and captain marvel and and all this kind of stuff it it kind of plays to a strong female character I still think Liliana's a better character, but, you know. <laughs> I, I agree. I think her backstory was far more interesting than Much Chandra. better. Uh, she accidentally killed her brother, and then, like, she sold her soul to the demons to get the power to bring him back, and, and then she had to kill the demons to get her soul back, and then Nicole Bolas, the control of her, reverted back to him, and I thought no. her story was much better. Much yeah. more interesting, I think, than Chandra. Yeah. So... Chandra's just running all around, burning stuff down, and not yeah. anything. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it seems, what was it? Didn't she? She killed one of the the Titans, didn't she? One of the Eldrazi Titans. I think what happened was the gate, the gate pact, or whatever, or the guild, guild pact. pact. They uh, <laughs> they they pinned one down, and then they uh, fried it up by enhancing some of Chandra's flames or something. Okay. So they yeah, trapped I, it and burned it, I guess. Okay. Is, if I remember. Oh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, it's pretty powerful right there. It seems a little... I think it took a team effort, though. It was like six of them or something. Yeah, come But uh, in any event, well, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see what the, the Core 2020 holds. Yeah. But uh, before we get too, too far along, we, we, we can't move on to Core 2020. We still haven't even talked about Modern Horizons. I know, I know. Yeah. We shouldn't uh, get too far. Uh, too I far think ahead. we... Did it for War of the Spark. We we kind of talked about what we prophesized as what would be cards to to pick up even before before it was released. Once we had the full spoiler release, and we'd like to do the same thing this time. Look at the Modern Horizons and what would be our pickups at this point uh, as far as what we think is going to have a, a high value, and then we'll revisit that probably about yeah, what about three yeah, months, months from now. I think yeah, I think so. I think uh, you know it's funny because originally. When we were talking about having the show, we were like, oh, maybe we should review our War of the Spark cards and then pick new ones for Her- Modern Horizons. And then we realized, we're like, oh, my God. It's only been a month since War of the Spark came yeah. out, so uh, prices have not settled yet. It's still on allocation, for God's sake. 
So, yeah. <laughs> so, so we've got to wait yet. Wait, so to, probably to, in, a, in the yeah. end of a couple of months, we'll uh, probably three. We'll we'll review our picks, but uh, yeah, I think it's time for us to pick some Modern Horizons goodies. All right, cool. Well, uh, do you want to to start off and and mention too? What was your approach when you? Yeah, you know, you know, a lot of times I will take the approach of uh, bang for the buck, you know, like what what is what is cheap that I can get a lot of that I feel that I feel is going to go up. You know, that's typically my approach. I didn't take that approach this time for two reasons. And uh, one was that uh, a lot of cards are really pricey. So my typical way of approach left me with uh, relatively slim pickings. So. That was one reason why I didn't uh, do that. And the other was that, um, quite honestly, some of the cards that I feel that are the most worthy were just too—they're just high up, and I just yeah. there's just no other way to get them. And sometimes you just have to pay for, pay for, I guess, pay for what you want, you know. Sure. And um, so that being said, the, these the cards that I chose, and I actually have uh, four what I feel are pretty solid choices. Okay. And, um, so uh, I, I feel that um, no matter what, you're not going to be dissatisfied with these cards. Okay. Um, number two, it's only going to, in some cases, it's only going to take the right series or sequence of events for them to really just go gangbusters. And um, and number three, I, I could I could see that happening relatively uh, soon in about um, three out of four of these cards. Okay. okay. So that that was sort of my approach. So basically, I chose essentially what I thought were essentially the best cards to have from the okay. set. And, uh, and then I'll give individual reasoning after each individual pick. Sure. So what was your thought? Like, what were you, what was your approach this time? Well, I had the same kind of general ideas. You and in, in, when I, I go looking at these cards is what's the value here? You know, what, what can I get cheap? Um, that's going to be good. Uh, I mean, I, I think sometimes, there's some cards you just know are going to be good. Those are the, you know, the the, the clear, uh, the That's clear the fairy, yeah. yeah, the you know the obvious choices, I guess. Um, you know, they're the the pros who you know are always going to perform well and and that are are just great overall. Uh, but the problem is those come at a price. I mean, they they come at a hefty price. And while I could say realistically, yes, that is, I have a high uh, confidence level that that's going to definitely increase in price or at the very least stay the same um in a realistic level I, i'm probably not going to purchase any of that i'm, I'm not going to spend 30 dollars to buy a force of negation yeah. much less a, a play set of those yeah yeah uh, i agree i think I, I think in this situation these are cards that i'm going to keep an eye on and and just sort of pay attention and see what they do and uh and in some cases probably purchased but not in all cases and uh which is kind of a shame because i feel like one of them in particular i think is the real deal much like the um much like the uh liliana pick from last uh, last time i feel like oof gosh this one's this is the real deal and when i look at it i'm like this is good no. uh but um this one doesn't have the advantage of being mythic this time, so I think it could drop. So it's always like a risk with anything that's not mythic that it could drop really hard. So mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. why, for me, in some cases, it's going to be a more watch-and-wait situation. It'll yeah. probably be all watch-and-wait, and then I'll fail to pick up, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be pissed as they the, the regret the high, later the high situation. <laughs> exactly. That's probably what's going to happen. The morning-after situation. <laughs> exactly. You're like, what? Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Okay. 
What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did I miss this? <laughs> uh, it was Liliana. I thought it was Liliana, but I woke up with uh, uh, Goblin Engineer. With, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, who was the uh, uh, who was the uh, the old uh, Jaya Jaya Ballard? Jaya Ballard. <laughs> Jaya Ballard. <laughs> the hot version. Yeah, the Still old version. shriveled version. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So uh, my my first pick is um it is definitely my my highest priced pick. Okay. And um uh, that being said, this card is the real deal. And th- this card will have value probably for years to come. Okay. And uh, it's the Ho- Hogak, the Arisen. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. This card is special. And, and especially in a couple of ways. Number 1 is it's you can't cast it with mana, which initially sounds like a drawback. It yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but it has both Convoke and Delve. Yeah. And uh, it's an 8-8 Trampler, and you can cast it from your graveyard. So this is great for for those, um, oh gosh, the, the Delve mechanic decks. The, the Dredge. Other, the Dredge. That's what, that's what I was looking for, the Dredge. And also, this card when used, is used as a four of in every deck that it shows up. Mm-hmm. So it's really going to help. You know, when you see cards that are used one one of or two ofs or in the sideboard, yeah. you're like, yeah, whatever. No, no, no. This card is a four of in every Vengevine Dredge deck. So sure. it is the real deal. And you drop his butt on turn three, and you are swinging on turn four, and you are crushing some nuts at 8-8 eight, eight, Trample. And yeah. He avoids the fatal push. He avoids the um, dismember. So he avoids the most premium removal in mm-hmm. the format, except for the path to exile. So um, he, he he dodges bolt. He dodges fatal push, and he yep. dodges the um, the dismember. And those are these oh those are premium. Removal, removal. They will be seen all the time. So this gets around that, and uh, that's quite important. So this card is good. It will see play, and it will see play as four ofs in every deck that can use it. So. I I agree. He is totally an an amazing card. Something we haven't seen before. I don't know if you noticed the last couple days. He had a little uh, mini spike that went uh, went on. Uh, where he bounced up to, want to say like fifty dollars, and Yikes. then he bounced back down. He's That's now availability. 20. Yeah, yeah. You know this card. Like I said, I, I don't know. You know if I can comfortably say, oh, I'm going to get four of these because it's like the whole cost of a booster box of War of the Spark. You know, mm-hmm. I have a hard time just stomaching that, especially for just a rare. Mm-hmm. So personally, I feel the card is great. I feel the card is going to go up in value. If you have any kind of use for this card, don't be shy to buy it. You know, if you're going to build a deck with it, do not be reluctant. This card will hold its value. It will be good. So I I just can't say as a speculation target that I'm super excited due to its higher cost. So, yeah. Well, that's my choice one. Okay. Nice. I just to reiterate too. So I I went with kind of the value approach here, pure pure value, and things that are. Not going to hurt your wallet, and at the end you could pick up all of these, and you'd, you'd still be fine. So my my first pick is uh, someone who's who's come back here in Modern Horizons. We've seen her before, 
Sisse, uh, the weather-like captain. Uh, legendary yeah. creature, human soldier, two colorless, one white. Uh, gets one plus one plus one for each color among legendary permits you control. That's okay. The, the thing that really, the two things that caught me about her was, A, the cost. She's very cheap. She's only about a dollar. Uh, right. So that, that's fine. But it's her ability that I think that, that makes her, you know, makes it so you want to take a second look at her. Uh, pay one of every color. Search your library for a legendary permanent card with converted mana cost less than her power and put it onto the battlefield. Okay. Anything that's like searching for something that you you have and, and putting it right onto the battlefield, uh, in this case it's maybe a little bit limited as it's, it's just a legendary, but it is a legendary permanent, so you know it could be some sort of artifact or creature or, or whatever type you, you want. Um, land, uh, anything like that with a mechanic where you can search and find something and put it right onto the battlefield, I, I think warrants at least a, a second look. Um, and especially for a doll, I, I don't think this would necessarily see any big play or, or be super prominent. But maybe in maybe in some commander deck, uh, I, I think it's definitely worth at least a dollar. I, I think it would rise a little bit. You know, nothing, nothing extravagant here, but um, I think it has potential. Definitely a, a value pickup. A value play. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Excellent. I think, uh, I think you almost can't go wrong with some of these value plays too. You get stuff. You know, it always comes down to at what price can you get these cards? You know. Yeah. A- it's sort of funny. It's like everything has value if you get it at the right price. You know. Definitely. So, it's it's sort of a funny a funny thing, but but it's definitely true. So the um, my next choice is um, is also a little bit more than I typically pay for uh, for a, uh, a speculation, but it's the Ranger Captain of Eos, and oh, okay. yep. he's two white and a colorless, so he's he's cheaper than the old fashioned uh, Eos. He's a three three body, so he's three three for three, so he's he's got a nice curve to him. Mm-hmm. And um, when he enters, you search your library for a creature of CMC one or less, reveal it, put it into your hand. So he does what the old one does, although the old one searched for two. Yep. But this one has a nice, a nice uh, ability that says you can sacrifice him and your opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn. Mm. So that's pretty nice. And um, he is uh, being used as a replacement for the old range, uh, old cap or old ranger of Eos. Yeah. Um, partly because his cost to body is a better ratio. His three mana for three three. And, sure. Um, so he's uh, seeing some play, and he's seeing play as three ofs. And again, you know, at three ofs in a deck, boy, that gobbles up a lot of slots, gobbles up a lot of inventory, and this guy's a mythic. So. Yeah. He can spike easier than a lot of rare cards can, and he's going for about eight eighty right now, eight dollars and eighty cents. And uh, I'm relatively confident that this is going to stay above six as a very solid floor. So I don't think mm. you can. I don't think this will drop below six, and I think it'll it'll pretty easily go pretty easily go to twelve. I think in the short term. And um, I, I think I think it's got room to go. It's got a nice ability. It, do, it has a nice comes into play effect, and it's on a nice body. And um, so you really can't go too wrong with that. So mm. my my second choice is Ranger Captain of Eos. Ranger Captain, yeah, nice pick. Yeah, he's definitely definitely agree. I think he's definitely yeah. going to go up. He doesn't very look very solid spiky, card, but he's good. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. My next card is a. Uh, it's a new card. It's uh, it's a callback to a cycle that happened before. I think it started in cons uh, with some of the sieges. Uh, this is uh, something unique here. This is uh, Mirrodin besieged, and this is two colorless, one blue. It's an enchantment. It's one of these cards where you have a choice whether, in this case, you're going to choose Mirren or Phyrexian. Phyrexian. And if you choose Mirren, you, whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a 1-1 one, one colorless Mire artifact creature. Or if you choose Phyrexian, at the beginning of your end step, draw a card, discard a card, and then you have to 15 or more artifacts in the graveyard. Target opponent loses the game. Yeah, I like this one. I like this a lot. I think... This is a wonder. I think we talked about this last. Ter- uh, did we talk about this last? Uh, I know we did personally. I don't know yeah. if we did on the. Uh, I can't remember, but I don't think so. I love this alternate win condition. I think this is one of the easiest alt wins to achieve, and uh, I, I like it a lot. Absolutely. I like this card a lot. I yeah. think this is good. I mean, it, it's a low casting cost. It, it fits into that cycle. It gives you a choice of what will work for you. And if you build around it, too, you know, like you said, I, I think it is definitely one of the easier alt-win conditions that you could do. Yeah, I like this card personally for my own personal use. I, I like it a lot. I, I can see building a deck around this. Absolutely. And right now, it, it's, it's, it's a cheapie. It's, it is low on the, on the price tag, uh, only going for about $1.66. So. Oh, good. Good, yeah, good, no, good. A, a cheap pickup. I think it would definitely go up to at least two dollars. You know, maybe a little bit more. Um, I think it's it's a fun card. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's a good one. Yeah. Yep. My next card is starting to get into the speculation territory where I would okay. not mind uh, speculating on these cards. And uh, so my next two cards are cards where I'm like, oh yeah, I'd, I'd pick some of these up. And um, the first one is. Again, a, a relatively high confidence pick. It's it's a, a three mana. Uh, it's a three mana rare, two black and a colorless, and it's called Force of Despair. It's an instant, and it says if it is not your turn. All right, well let me back up. So its effect is it's an instant that says destroy all creatures that entered the battlefield this turn. Okay, so it's like a pseudo board wipe for three mana at instant okay. speed. Okay, that in and of itself is pretty good. But yeah. what makes it special? is that it has an alternative casting cost that says if it is not your turn, you may exile a black card from your hand rather than paying this card's mana cost. Wow. So, so, a la Force of Will, you know, not sure. your turn, you want to kill some things that came into play, boom, you discard a black card and, and cast a spell, and it, and it happens for you. So at three, at three bucks and a quarter, I think this one's got some serious potential. So it's a yeah, rare absolutely. and three mana. So I, I like this card a lot. So like I said, I would speculate on this because its cost is not extreme. This card looks like awesome for Commander or any multiplayer format. And um, also potentially, uh, it, it just has so many potential uses. You know? Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of removal that you can do without paying. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, so, that's great. You know, it's, people are a little bit aware of blues shenanigans, but not so aware of black. Might not see that coming. Yeah, exactly. So, I like this card a lot. I think that's good. That's a good pick. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, my next pick is also in the color black. Um, you know, we've seen this this tribe 
quite a bit. It's always been present. It's not, not one of the bigger. I think this is one where people have kept, keep trying to make it work and with limited success. Uh, this is the Cordial Vampire. Uh, two black mana. Uh, it's a 1-1 one, one creature. Whenever the vampire or another creature dies, put a plus one, plus one on each vampire you control. Um, I think this is great for Vampire Tribal. I mean, this is going to yeah. uh, definitely boost up all your vampires. I think it could, could fit into, what is it, um, some of those kind of death and taxes type uh Type shenanigan decks where you're you're counting on things dying to gain life or you're uh, to get some sort of bonus. Um, I think he's just a great enhancement to the the vampire tribe. I mean, he's he's a support vampire. Yep. Uh, but he's going to do a nice little job by giving out plus one plus one counters. You know, I really like the um, I really like that it's whenever a creature dies. Including your enemy's creatures. Absolutely. So yeah. I really like that part. So him or really. anybody else. Exactly. So that gives that them a I lot like. of uh, kind of a lot of room. I think. Yep. Exactly. And he's like cheap. Dollar forty four. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. No, hard to beat. Hard to. I, beat. I think it could easily be two dollars. Um, yeah. Definitely that's, a good good little vampire. I, I agree. I agree. That's a good one. My uh, final pick, uh, my final, I guess, recommendation for purchase is um, a card that would be uh, that I that I personally would also enjoy. It's hard for me to know if this is going to go up in the short term. In all honesty, I think the answer is no. This card, I have a very high level of confidence in that it will go up. Um, in fact, I would bet. I bet money, and I put my money where my mouth is on this one. This card will go up in price. The only question is when, and um, and I think the when is when this is out of print and uh, no longer available. And it's a creature from a, the beloved tribe. It's a sliver, oh, and okay. people really yeah. enjoy their slivers. This sliver is the freaking bomb. It does everything. Oh, you want. I know and what you're gonna say. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the cloud shredder sliver. He is a yeah. red and a white, and he's a 1-1, one, one, and it's sliver creatures you control have flying and haste for two mana. This card is a freaking bomb, and it's it's in colors that are sliver relevant, and it allows you to get rid of that blue flyer from your sliver deck to to to, fit, to narrow down on better sliver colors. Because I feel, I've always felt the blue slivers were the weakest. And um, yep. I, you use those blue slivers just to get flying. And now you don't need to. This card is money in the bank. You may have to be patient for it, but at two dollars and eighty-seven cents, this card's going up. So again, it may take a year. It may take until the supply of Modern Horizons starts to dis dissipate and diminish. But look at what's happened to the slivers from uh, M twenty fifteen and stuff. Those yeah, were all, you know, cheap. And now look at him. Look at this bad boy. This guy does yeah. two things. Like Haste and flying. He Bam. is great. That is, is an amazing sliver. He is going to shove that little spike right where the sun don't shine. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to help take it to your face. Oh, he is. He is amazing for just two mana. All of that. Oh, really a good deal. I mean, really good. Oh, good. So good. Yeah, he is a, a huge bonus to the sliver tribe. I think he's really good. Really good. Yeah, love love that love that cloud shredder. As a side bonus, I love how the slivers are starting to look like freaking slivers again. 
I hated the humanoid slivers. I was like, these slivers look super dumb. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like the kind of more alien Little kind of spike balls, spiky looking yeah, to that. Exactly. Absolutely. I think that looks makes more sense. Yeah. So that's my final purchase. Nice, nice. I do have a cell pick as well. Oh, okay. Great. I'll give that to you after. Okay. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got two two last picks here um, to round it out. So the first one I actually mentioned earlier, I think it's still pretty decent, is that um, uh, Ella Eldar Mirror's Call of the Mirrors. I, I can't just pronounce that for some reason. Eldar Mirrors. There's no I in there. Eldamiri. I guess Eldamiri's Call. Oh, Eldamiri. Is that Eldamiri's Call? Yeah. Okay. There we go. That sounds better. Anyway, uh, one green, one white. It's an instant, an instant search. It search your library for a creature card. Reveal that card. Put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. Wow, that seems. And for green and white to be able to do that, uh, that's a, it's a great little ability. Huh? Yeah. You need a particular creature. Boom! I'll just go search for it. Yeah, this is a nice one. Well, and it's instant saw, feed. Yeah, this one saw some. Uh, reprint loving in Masters 25, I think, too. Yep. Yeah. And it, it usually creeps on up to about five bucks. So yep. it may be just a matter of time till this one creeps up there as well. Uh, yeah. I know the, the older versions of it, I think, are going for a little bit more. I think more around five, six bucks. Uh, this one's a little lower at the moment, only about $2. So, you know, yeah. I think it's worth investing in this guy. I think it's, it's a great card. I mean, yeah, it's a good instant one. speed searching is, is no joke. It, always good. Always good. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in these colors. You don't see that kind of ability for green and white. Um, Definitely. And my last pick, this is just a weird one. And I, I'm, I'm picking it because it's weird and it's something I don't think we've seen before ever. Uh, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how it plays out, if anything. Uh, this is a red card. It's two colorless, one red. The Plainbound Accomplice. Uh, human oh. Wizard, one, three. Pay one red mana. You may put a Planeswalker card from your hand onto the battlefield. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Okay. So I think this is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, we haven't seen something like this. True. Two, it puts a Planeswalker right into play, who, regardless of the cost, just put it right into play onto the battlefield. So at the very least, you're getting a Planeswalker out and you're activating its ability one. You know, and if it's a powerful Planeswalker too, like an expensive one. Absolutely. That could be good, like one of the Nicole Bolasses or something like that. Yeah, you drop him, you have a huge effect, and worst case, he goes away. Yeah. I guess, I guess he case, will go away. I guess he will go away. He, right? he will go away unless you do some other sort of trickiness. Where you, you I assume you could, yeah, you, if you put the plane bound accomplice off, put the planeswalker out, I assume if you bounce the accomplice or get rid of the accomplice, uh, then your planeswalker is going to stick around. Uh, I think you might have to bounce the planeswalker. You may put a planeswalker card from your hand on the battlefield, sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. I believe you'd have to bounce the planeswalker. planeswalker. Yeah. In, in any case, yeah. you can work around this. Yeah, you there's, could, there's you could some shenanigans to be had. To, to keep your planeswalker around. Exactly. But, um, like I said, something different, something we haven't seen, and I think could definitely be abused. I think especially if if, if a, a planeswalker came out that was, like, super big and its its first ability was really juicy. You know what I mean? 
you know, it, it, I think also somebody might figure out a way to make it work with some of these enchantment style um, planeswalkers as well to get more, you know, to get some value out of it that turn. You know, absolutely. It's hard to say. I don't know that there's anything like where you're like, oh, I got to have that in combination with this. But that's not to say that it won't happen. So exactly. It seems kind of a weird ability. It seems kind of something different. Um, and I, I, I think we usually find different is good. <laughs> absolutely. So, absolutely. I, I think it's and it's pretty cheap too. you know, under two dollars. We're, we're hovering just a little mm-hmm. shy of that. So, you know, not really a lot to lose if you go for this guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have got a, um, a, a definite sell on this one. And, okay. Uh, this next card, I am as confident that it'll fall as I am that the other sliver will rise. And, um, and you know, it, it's funny because it's somewhat counterintuitive because it seems on its face like, oh, my God, this card is awesome. It's going to be so good. And I think that's part of the reason that it's up to 30 bucks already. Whoa. And it's the, um, it's the, I know. So you always hate to, to, to declare those high dollar ones crappy. But this one's crappy. And it's the force of negation. <laughs> okay. So, you know, everybody's thinking, oh, my God, force of will. It's like force of will. But you know what? It's not like force of will. So force of will allows you to counter any spell by discarding a blue card and I think paying a life. Yep. Right? And this card allows you to counter a non-creature spell. Yep. And if it's not your turn, you may discard a card to do it. So it's limiting. It's not like Force of Will where you can do it on your turn or yeah. not on your turn. This one yeah. has to be done not on your turn and it only and it doesn't counter creatures. So I feel it's limiting. It's not as good as Force of Will, and the actual Force of Will can be had for like seventy bucks, and this card's like thirty, and this card's uh, not even mythic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. this is a standard rare card. This card goes to ten dollars. If you have this card, I would sell it. I think this good card goes to ten or twelve dollars in the next couple of months. I may be wrong, but this card I would short sell. If this was a stock, I'd be short selling it right away. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's my prediction. I do not see this card holding value. It, I, I just don't see it. it. The only place that it would be used it would be in sideboards as like a one of. You know, yeah. this is not even that good of a sideboard card. That's how weak I feel it is. So hmm. I think this card has the word force in it. It has negation in it, and people are like thinking force of will, Junior. You yeah. Know? But I, I don't think this card can measure up to that. It just it's not that good. So. That would be a sell. If you pop one of these, get rid of it ASAP. So mm. that's my, my sell recommendation. Nice. Nice. So, very good. Cool. So to, um, I guess to sum up, so Dev, your buys were Hogak. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, something the Arisen. I can't remember his full his full uh, yeah. title there. Oh, oh G A A K. or something. Uh, yeah, the Arisen Necropolis. Necropolis. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the Ranger Captain of Eos, the yep. Force of Despair, uh, Cloud Shredder. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and your cell was the Force of Negation. And for me, my my picks were Sisse, uh Captain of Weatherlight, uh, Cordial Vampire, Plain Bound Accomplice, and Eldamiri's Call. Yep. The you know what's funny is we don't discuss our picks before. And we never freaking pick the same cards. It's surprising. I don't think we've had a, a same pick in freaking 
however many weeks we do this. Now, we don't always do picks, but I'd say out of 40 episodes, we've probably done 34, 34 episodes of picks. Oh, absolutely. You know, we have picks most of the time. So it's surprising to me that we don't have overlap. <laughs> really, we don't. Would. Would we, we would have would. some, but we we very seldom have overlap. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess it's different, it different play styles, different, you know. Yeah. Probably what it is. That's funny. We value yeah. things differently based on our, our play style, maybe. Yeah, it could be, you know, just preferences for, you know, cards or costs or. Yeah. It's just, it's just sort of funny how that is, you know. Yeah, you know, it is kind of funny how that look at it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Very good. Very good. I think that might be about it for the week. Yeah, I think it wraps it up for um for this week's episode. So we've got the the release, the full release of Modern Horizon coming out uh this weekend. So we'll we'll have probably some more news about that coming up and I'm sure more news on all the additional products, the Core 2020 and whatever else is in the pipeline. We'll we'll cover that and more for next time. Absolutely, absolutely. So with that, may your picks always be profitable. And we'll catch you next week. See you later, guys. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye.